Baby episode 37, what a dope! <laughs> Been a minute, we're back at it, back in the studio. Back in the studio. Huncho's back in the province. Huncho's back. Uh, Pod's having to take a couple breaks this year. Yeah. Maddie's COVID break. No, 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 no. And uh, non-COVID. Honeymoon. I'm negative, bro. <laughs> Charles Charleston, let him know. Yeah. COVID, uh, COVID commie. But uh, but we're back, baby. Yeah, we're back at it, ready to roll. Ep thirty seven. Ep thirty seven. Um, take it away. For the first <laughs> time this year, I looked up players who wore thirty seven, and it's pretty dry out there. <laughs> there is not many guys. It was brutal, and uh, it's just gonna get worse as we keep going. I know on. that. Like, who know. wears number like forty three? Yeah, you know, like yeah. oh, Troy Polamalu. Uh, but other than him, so I had I had Damian Harris, um, third stringer on KC. Well, let's... probably now fourth stringer. Do you mean New England? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking uh, Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, damn. <laughs> Screwing up a little early in the game here. Yeah, it's been a rocky I start. Can, that's that's why I don't I don't mess around with this segment. Yeah, and you know what? This was a week to really stay away. Over of all my weeks. Head. Of all Over weeks. my head. Um, I had a couple other ones. Josh Jackson. Who? <laughs> Josh Jackson. Isn't that, uh... <laughs> Isn't Whoa. that the other running back Stay on... on oh, that's Joshua Jackson. Damn it! <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you mean Joshua Kelly or Josh Jacobs? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. I saw Josh Jackson. The name stuck out of my head. I wrote it down. Holy fuck. Don't okay. know who he is. I'm out of here. Okay. I'm done. That's my first and last... <laughs> Numbers? Yeah. Numbers section. Well, I went with Rodney Harrison, uh, former San Diego Charger and then New England Patriot. I believe he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we could have also gone with Sean Alexander, Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. running back. Uh, Larry Centers, who was a fullback. I thought for sure you'd pick him out. Years in Arizona mainly. He finished <laughs> off in Washington. Uh, and then, yeah, I had Harris too. Another young buck, Miles Gaskin. Oh. Uh, Lester Hayes, who played for years. And then uh, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers DB, Carnell Lake. Okay, did Deion Sanders not wear 37 in Baltimore? One year in Baltimore. Yeah. One year in Baltimore, yeah. I had him. Prime was Prime did not look good in 37. He's a 21. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Didn't really... Well, he still looked good after retirement. He retired, what, three years? Yeah. He left a job with NFL Network to go work for Barstool, hey? Really? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. 
well, Barstool's pretty fucking big. Yeah, it's massive. And it's it's huge. just growing. Just it's growing. huge. You have a stool, right? That, that, yeah, that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Viva La Bulletin. Viva. <laughs> yeah, Viva La Bully. So, what would listeners to the pod be called? Bullies? Yeah, I don't. That's a good question. We should have a name. We, we'll, we'll throw Maybe, it out yeah, there. They're throw what, it out there. Yeah, they're what? They're stoolies. 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 Bullies. Yeah. So you guys can you guys can make your own <laughs> nicknames <laughs> if you want them. <laughs> yeah, we should just call our listeners resilient. Yeah. <laughs> Steadfast. <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh my god! Well, no better time to pour a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor this week. Yes, our sponsor. That is right. Yeah, we got. Oh, maybe. actually, this this week I didn't go with a bourbon. Okay, nice. I went with JP Weiser's Deluxe. Perfect. It was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. Can't pass that up. No, can't pass no. that up. No way. That's no. such a good deal for some adult candy. Yeah, that's why exactly. we got her. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to getting after it a bit tonight. <laughs> to be honest, it's been a hell of a week. Yeah, yeah. I've had a tough week too, man. Fucking been putting in fucking twelves, man. Just grinding every day, man. Grinding in fantasy, <laughs> grinding in real life. Oh, we know you've been grinding. <sighs> Wait till we get to the move section of the of then forty. Oh no! <laughs> Fuck! Oh shit! <laughs> it was something to behold. Two weeks seems like an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm struggling. Oh, fuck! Who isn't struggling, man? Oh. This year in fantasy is so. You're either hard. you're either fucking eating roast fucking sirloin <laughs> tips every night, or you're on macaroni and cheese, man. Like there's no fucking in between. Fucking fish sticks over yeah, here, <laughs> man. Like oh my god. Man. Don't mind a good fish stick. Man, though. a fish stick isn't bad. I no, I it. had one here the other day yeah. where you made those fish sticks. <laughs> Like, talk uh, about batch living, man. <laughs> Walk-ins, house smells like weed, fucking weed and fish sticks. You're like, oh, not bad. I think you said, dude, I haven't had these since grade six. <laughs> I hadn't. I hadn't. But honestly, growing up with Scottish, a Scottish dad, man, we had fish sticks all the time. Fucking right. Not bad. Big you fish know? and chips guy, so fish sticks and it's not like we had lots of money, but so fish, fish sticks were the chips. fucking they were they were what you ate. Yeah. Man. Yours were actually just fish sticks and actual chips. <laughs> <laughs> Some lays sprinkled onto your plate. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh man. <laughs> Well, should we start this episode? We're always saying how long we go. <laughs> fucking... We're seven minutes in. <laughs> Famous no. last words. It's uh, you know what the kids have had a couple exciting weeks. I was on my little mini honeymoon. Yeah, Maddie didn't have COVID, so that was nice. That was a nice. Treat. And big news today in the dick world: probably coming home with a new dog on Saturday. Yeah, that is. So sweet. I'm stoked, stoked on that. Uh, gonna go try and pick her up at the SPCA, and it's full circle, man. I got Rosie from the SPCA. Get this one from the SPCA. Just. Hopefully they're just happy to be alive like Rosie was. Just yeah. happy to be out of there. Oh, yeah. So, Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. No, stoked about that. Pretty young dog, too. Four years old. Four yep. years old. Decent. So, yeah, German Shepherd. And, uh, yeah, happy the pod's back. It's, you know, think good things are happening here in, in Beverly Rundle. That's right. That's right. Well, we should get into it right off the Jump hop. Jump in.
And uh, we've been starting our pods uh, a little bit differently this season, and it's all because of one hero. (laughs) A hero to the nation. And that's our boy, Rodrigo! <laughs> oh, man. That might be the longest build-up. <laughs> I had another one going, but my finger missed it. But <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I do like mariachi music. Our boy, Rodrigo Blankenship. Blankenship. Rodrigo. Yeah, we decided that Gord's, Gord's new acquisition, uh, Teddy's Apprentice... Yes, uh, his no, intern. His intern, yeah, that's right. Uh, he went underwent a name change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had an identity crisis. <laughs> yeah, um, going from Bong Springsteen because the the brand of the Bong is Boss. Yeah, to uh, Randrigo Bonkinship. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who isn't in the house tonight? I forgot him, but whatever. yeah, that's okay. Randrigo's here in spirit. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, oh my God, uh, they were hard at work. Teddy and Rodrigo were putting in shifts this week, I tell ya. Listen to this about our boy Rodrigo Blankenship. On April 16th, 2018, our boy Blankenship released a rap song called ATD under the name Blanco. (laughs) ATD is an abbreviation for Attack the Day. Which was his Georgia Coat Kirby Smart's uh, mantra for that season. So, you best believe that our engineer, Theodore B., and his apprentice, intern, Rodrigo, put in that time, put in that work, and took the time to find this utter gift for humanity. So, without further ado, it's time to listen to our boy Blanco, ATD, and... If I'm being honest, it kind of slaps. You were the amazing Ming and Dark Side. You already know. We're coming at you with that new anthem for the new breed of dogs. Let's go. There ain't no promise of tomorrow. So we'll give it all we got today. We know this is more than just a game. So we ATD attack the day. Yeah, I do this for my team. Free me when we chase our dreams. All I want for me and my brothers is for us to make the lead. Boy can spit. Oh, goggles man. on the mic. Goggles on the mic. <laughs> oh my it's God. too hot for him. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Teddy threw it on my email. Check what I found. Holy fuck. I couldn't believe it. Marked it as urgent. Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> La Flama Blanca. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was, uh, that's actually fe- Blanco featuring Amazing Ming. Nice. Whoever that is. But nice. yeah, all, all to do with the Georgia Bulldogs team that year. The Man, whole thing. the Not... boys probably got hyped when that came on in oh, the dressing room. putting on for his team. Yeah. Of course. No. Fucking, this guy is amazing. <laughs> Like the layers to him, he's mm, like an onion. Yeah, <laughs> all you see on the field at Georgia is number ninety-eight with goggles. Little do you know, 
<laughs> Hot Rod, aka Blanco, <laughs> is spitting bars on the side. Who would have thought? Oh man, shit. Okay, good. Text and answer. Uh, bit, Q&A. bit thin this week. A little bit, but still, but still is uh, a couple. Yeah, some prominent questions. And uh, our first one comes in from a long time listener, uh, and he's kind of been missing. He might have been on the milk carton. Yeah, we know. were looking for him on the we milk carton. We were looking carton. for him, but uh, this question comes in from Mr. 305. baby mr worldwide writes in and he said who's the goat is it brady or is it belly or is it both has brady solidified that he's a great athlete without the hoodie and has the hoodie shown that he needed brady to be great like he was before you know that's a tough one man because a lot of people did say oh it's the system it's a system i might have said that once or twice (laughs) but I say a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, Cam Newton isn't Tom Brady. No one else is Tom Brady. So, I personally think, you know, I think it might even now be leaning more towards the quarterback. But there's a lot of pieces involved. Cam doesn't have any receivers either. Yeah. You know what oh I mean? God. Like, there's a lot of things going on there, too. They're not as good of a team as they were staffed definitely definitely so not. that hurts everything you mean you're talking coaching staff eh well i mean my they, boy joe judge he's yeah, over they, in he's over in new york but yeah. i mean like team members yes you know oh, what i mean sure. like yeah i think it's a combination of factors for the new england struggles this year yeah they had they had the most by a large margin uh number of players that opted out that didn't even want to play mm-hmm. the season and then on top of that, they've been ravaged by injuries. I think I read today Edelman didn't practice. They had three healthy receivers at practice today. Yeah. Like Gunner, Oligarchy or something. I don't know. Yeah. And, a and couple Keel of, Harry, who's now what? They're... Yeah, and Jacoby Myers. I think those were yeah. their three, right? So I think that's def- definitely has to be weighed in. I don't think you can ever discredit a coach or a quarterback for the amount of Super Bowls they won. I think they both stand alone. Yeah, absolutely. Even though they did it together. Like, it, when they look at Bill Belichick's resume, they're going to be like, well, if he didn't have Brady, he wouldn't be going in. He's going in. Yeah. Brady's going in. So I think they're both, they're both, um, uh, you know, their record speaks for itself. Um, I mean, you got to look at Brady, though. He had a vintage performance on fucking against Las Vegas. Yeah, for sure. And it's good to, <clears throat> it's taken... Like any situation, it takes longer when you move to a new place trying to learn an offense. offense. He had a great fucking game. 369 pass yards, four pass tutties, one rush attempt, a little QB sneak into the end zone for a rush tutty. Oh, yeah. That's a great stat line. 38 points. Yeah, that he had a good week for sure. For fucking sure. Fucking right. But what, like, are, we're so quick to forget how hot New England started. You know? True, because Cam was on fire. Cam was on fire, and now everybody was saying, "Look at look at Bill. He can do it with anybody, right?" So yeah, I don't know. I, I think they both stand alone. Um, you know, I think it, I think it, I think it's actually great that they get the opportunity to do it without mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, I think so you too. Know? That's great. Um, and then along that same vein, we got another uh, question about the Pats, and this one comes in from Show Life Shane, 
and it's pretty, pretty straightforward to the point. Do you think the Pats will make the playoffs? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think um, two and four is a st- is a really tough start. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think I, I mean, obviously, I think Buffalo is going to win the division. Miami's sitting at three and three. Jets are zero oh and seven. Zero oh and seven, man. Um, Terrible. So Miami, uh, it's such a variable right now with them moving on to Tua. Dude, yeah. I, that was heartbreaking for old Fitzy. Yeah, you read yeah, the he quotes was about a it. Good year, man. He was choked about it. Yeah, he was upset, and like, really, he did nothing up to that point to warrant a benching. Fuck no. He fucking played so well that they could take him out of the game and allow the rook to come in. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And boom, gone. Yeah, so we'll see. It's hard to say what the Jets are gonna do, but yeah, definitely the Bills are the are the are the favorite. But uh, they're looking a little bit shakier these last couple weeks too. True. It's different competition. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Tougher, but, time, tougher tests. Yeah. Like, at least they've got, uh, you know, games against those Pats coming up. And True. That's who they played this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't see them making it. No. Um, there's too many. And especially you look at the other divisions in the AFC. Not to toot our own horn. But the AFC, but the AFC North, North is, is pretty, is has some has three really uh, nice records. Yeah, so, absolutely. So there it is. So yeah, I don't think they're gonna make it. Okay, well he was away for a while, but he couldn't get it. He needed to double dip, I guess. He's double dipping, baby. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm laughing. Everybody knows I'm fat. Go ahead and slip, I'll slide all up in your bod. Babe, make a sound. Two a.m. low, gotta keep it down. Don't wait around, I'll take it now. Give me some vibe, I ain't talking down. You wanna ride in the six? Oh. Oh man, Mr. 305! We might have found next week's intro song. Dude, that is a good (laughs) song, man. That's a really good song. Canadian? Canadian Uh, band, I think? Loud Luxury, I I think think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Our boy, C Rob, the Globetrotter, he came back. And uh, this time he's thinking about the long term effects of the COVID. The long term yeah. effect of the one nine. Yeah, he says, "What do you think the long term effects COVID will have on the talent pools moving forward? Will some athletes miss their chance in these trying times?" And he's thinking like pro- prospects and potential draftees. Um, either that or maybe take advantage. Like I think it could go either way because if guys are getting struck with the vid, there yeah. might be spots opening up. Well, and there are those new COVID rules. You can go on IR for only three weeks. You can have, have expanded <clears throat> rosters yeah. to protect more players on your practice squad. So it has opened up that for sure. What I think it might hurt is the college players because you have different conferences that were opting out to begin with and ones that were opting in. You have players that declared early for the draft. Yeah. So they didn't even have to play this year. So it's it's going to be hard to get a true indication of exactly what the talent pool is out there going into the draft. Yeah, that's true. And you got to think like... Uh, the combine how are they they, gonna how are they gonna run a combine you know yeah so what's the scouting gonna be like for the for these guys coming out you know or you just would probably have to have like a combine for each conference yeah or they just hold only uh only individual schools have their pro days yeah so like all athletes coming out of ohio state on the same day scouts go there you know 
Yeah, that's a lot of traveling for the Scots. <laughs> right. That's a lot of COVID floating around, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Charles would not be happy about <laughs> no, that. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Fucking floating around. Man, that's true. But, I mean, who do you want to move more? Like, do you want the prospects? The potential guy you're drafting, dreading all over the country? Or do you want... But I guess if they brought everybody to one place, quarantined them for two weeks, had no positive tests, then you could run a combine. Yeah, I guess bubble style. Yeah. NBA style. Yeah, you'd have to bubble it. Let's go to uh, Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak in a couple strippers. <laughs> yeah, just dress them up in team gear. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. This uh, this next question comes in from a listener. He's, he's wrote in a few times. I've decided to add a little music intro to this one. Oh, okay. And, and I don't think many guys are going to get it, but it was a fucking good movie. Straight 80s synth the whole time. (laughs) What's that from? (laughs) (laughs) Who's singing that? I don't know who sings it, but it's the (laughs) it's the intro song. To Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, fuck. Never seen it. <laughs> never seen it? No, never. Kurt Russell? Never. Oh, come on. You've never seen Big Trouble in Little China? No, never. Never. Oh, man. It's good. Because, I mean, this one comes in from the, the Chinatown Can Collector. Oh, <laughs> Over the back. triple C. Yeah, C-C-C. Oh, it's been a while. I know. I know. And uh, he sends one in. And, oh. and he says... Uh, Boys, what did you guys think about NFC Special Teams Player of the Month, Johnny Hecker's incredible punting effort on Monday Night Football? <laughs> Five punts inside the 20. Kept the Bears pinned down in terrible field position all night. Coffin kicks all night. Punting like that hasn't been seen since Vikings great Chris Kluth in 2012. <laughs> Definitely the most standout Viking of that season. My question is... Who does Matt like more, punters or tight ends? <laughs> well, fuck. Tell you right now, there's three guys in our league, Kel and Nigel and Andy, that wish punter points fucking counted too. They'd probably <laughs> roster three of them. Oh, man. Um, well, I guess I'll take a tight end because they have the potential of giving you points. But boy, there was kind of neat seeing like when they slowed down some of the uh, some of the hecker's kicks. Like that watermelon one where you held it off to the side. I know. And it's just like, if you miss hit that, that thing is just fucking off for 10 it's yards gone. to the right or to the left. Like yeah. you're shanking that. You got to hit that perfectly. And, you know, Aaron Aaron Donald actually in his post-game uh, interview said, that boy needed a, need a game ball. And he was just to the girl, like Lisa, or whoever the Lisa yeah. Salter or whoever the interviewer was, was just like, how about Johnny Hecker's performance? He's like, oh, I tell you what, that boy need a game ball. <laughs> and then they asked Hecker about it after the game. He's like, I'm just stoked Aaron Donald knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously they're boys. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it was all in jest, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. That was impressive by Hecker. It's... uh He's a good he's a good punter man because he's good and they've run lots of fakes with him too mm-hmm. and he tosses fucking tosses some nice first downs and remember that game who the hell was it against 
But he he booted one and then he came in like from the side and blocked the guy like absolutely oh, pancake. Dummy that guy, yeah. And I then remember. later on in the game, the guy waited for him and was gonna hit him back. He fucking slid and turtled on the field. Oh man, Hecker's a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt's going with punters. I, I guess I'm a punters guy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll. Uh, yeah. Tight ends. I, I like the position in real football. I'll say it again, but in fantasy, it is so goddamn frustrating and not really worth it. Um, cool. Well, I've got another loyal listener writing in. Okay. And, um, well, do you, do you have one? Do you want to go? It's I have one. I have you. just a quick one. Okay, a sure. One. Hit us with it. This one, it's actually not football related. Oh, okay. But it's COVID related. Perfect. And, and that was my buddy, Charles Charleston, mm. that wrote in. Um, yeah. COVID commander, Beverly Rundle. District. Drives through the neighborhood with a flashlight. Exactly. Looking in people's houses. Yeah. Making sure you're social distancing. Yeah. Oh, like that looks like 16, not 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Calling on his neighbors. Um, says, hey, boys. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Regular hand washing, wearing your masks, <laughs> and staying in your cohorts. Speaking of cohorts, and speaking of COVID-19, did you guys see Justin Turner selling with the rest of his team after they won the World Series? disgusting <laughs> just wanted to get your boys thoughts on it and what you guys think of the situation shout out to my girl dina henshaw <laughs> oh man she looks like a jim henson creation yeah uh it was stupid like there's no other way to say it it's stupid but how are you gonna stop him yeah i mean how are like, you gonna stop him he's justin turner you're a fucking soul little security guard like what are you gonna be like you're not no. gonna yeah no, you can't go out there. Guy waiting just... his whole life to win the win the exactly. ship. Exactly, yeah. that's true for sure. And honestly, like people are kind of looking at the, what the Dodgers did about it. The Dodgers didn't pull him from the game. It was the MLB. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if anybody should have been enforcing it, it should have been ML- MLB, not the team. Yeah, what's his name? Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred. Yeah, he yes. should have been out there escorting him off. Well, and, and guys vest. guys like Trevor Bauer are saying, oh yeah, of course, everybody's blaming Justin Turner and nobody's blaming that MLB. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that's... I, I mean, mean, it you, is a bad uh, look when you get removed and then you jump out there and you're the, in the middle of the photo. Kissing his pregnant wife and kissing stuff? Kissing his pregnant wife, no mask on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough look for sure. Yeah, it's a tough look. It's uh, a tough look. And I'm no COVID police, but I think that one's a little bit old. It was soft, yeah. man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but again, you know what? If I was Justin Turner, I probably would have been fucking out there too. I don't know if I would have been kissing my pregnant wife, but I would have been out with the fucking boys. If they get COVID, who fucking cares, man? You're fucking done. You just run the World Series. All of his, all of the teammates basically had that mentality. They're like, yeah. fucking, he deserves I know. it. Mookie, Mookie Betts was like, wow, he's part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up just said it. Like he's a part Fuck. of the team. Oh my God. Shit. But, see, we're not just a football podcast. No, we're not. We'll find that out uh, again later on in uh, Marty's one hitter. <laughs> the sub segment in Dankstead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, last question comes in. Um, loyal listener. Let's get into it. There's no doubt that times have been tough for so many of us in this awful year, and I'm no exception. I've had to stretch my bi-weekly checks from the crest to limits... <laughs> I never thought possible. In fact, things have gotten to the point that I've had to look at other options to make some cash just to get by. I thought about applying at fast food restaurants or at the new Abbotsfield Library, but I ended up settling for something new and exciting. So, with that being said, I'd love for your loyal listeners 
the resilience, I guess, to check out my new OnlyFans page. <laughs> you can find me at Slippery Doris backslash OnlyFans.com. I can't wait to show you all what I'm working with. So my question is this. When can we expect Gord's OnlyFans page to drop? <laughs> with love, Doris from the Crest and the Internet. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Um <laughs> I don't know if I can uh, if I, I'm a married man. <laughs> Doris, okay? I'm a married man. <laughs> Just getting dressed for hockey. <laughs> oh my god. Oh baby. I, I would only charge like Two or three ninety nine a month. Though. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Nothing to see here. Oh my god. <laughs> Just selfies with your eyes all glossy. Yeah, <laughs> so red. <laughs> oh oh fuck. fuck. Slippery Doris. Slippery Doris. <laughs> Slippery Doris six nine at onlyfans.com. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Okay, well, should we jump into Pass It? Yeah, we're jumping into Pass It. I feel like we're on a good pace this, this episode. Yeah, I don't mind it. And uh, much obliged, much obliged. Gord, uh, Gord stocked up the studio tonight. He came with uh, pre-rolls. He came with a full ounce. Uh, he came with <laughs> <laughs> a six-pack of soles mm-hmm. and a bottle of Weiser's. <laughs> really? You brought it tonight. So. You know what? <coughs> I've learned this in my potting career, Matt. <laughs> <coughs> and you would know because you're the only person I've potted with. Yeah. But sometimes if you don't bring the content, <laughs> you, you gotta bring something to the table. <laughs> and sometimes that is beer, whiskey, yeah. and weed. Fucking perfect. Oh man! Actually, before uh, you were saying on your on your on your long road trip to and fro, you were listening to podcasts. I was, yes, I was. And what did you have to say about our production value? <laughs> you know what? I think it's good for what we're working with. I mean, some of these had pretty high production value. Yeah, man. That's but the they thing. were like it was honestly like a story. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to say a story for your ears, but But that's exactly what it is, right? But I mean, like, it was, they were very well produced and like, you know, it was, it was funny, man. The one had like its own, like same intro music that it used all the time. And it was like, campfire media, you know, like. But no, it was pretty good. I was listening to a couple CBC docs, a couple uh, True Crime Canada. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mace is all into that shit. She's been plotting how to murder me for years, I think. (laughs) Just like building a recipe book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, you know what? But I kind of like the the lo-fi. The grimy. Almost like it's recorded on a basement couch. You know, kind of vibe. Um you know, because then, you know, you could use whatever fucking music you want to steal. It's true. Whatever clips you want to take, right? Don't have yeah. to worry about that shit, so. 
Okay, well, jumping into it, uh, we alluded to it last week. We talked about Bell being released in, in uh, New York. And over the two weeks we were off, uh, he had landed in KC. Yeah. And and like I was talking about, he, like the rich just get richer. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh-huh. Bell is a good back. And um, I think he's... I think he's playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder in KC because he's trying to prove that he wasn't declining because of his age, declining because of his skill. He was declining because of Adam Gase. Exactly. And the rest of the team. Exactly. He is a dynamic player. You nailed it on the head. His first touch as a chief, 16 yards. Yeah, exactly. And that's with him like on a three-day swing. Yeah. From signing to to not starting but getting the field. You know, and all you have to do, it's Adam Gase. This is the best thing that could have happened to Le'Veon. Absolutely. Just ask Jarvis Landry, Damian Williams, Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, Michael Jusicki, Michael Jusicki, Kenyon Drake, and Robbie Anderson. Think about what all those guys are doing now that they don't have Gase as a coach. Yeah. Absolutely. It's crazy. This guy is pure kryptonite. Yeah, he's a bad coach. Brutal, brutal. We got a shitting on the shitting on the Jets segment later on, so don't. Bell two out of his six carries in Kansas City were for sixteen yards. That's wild. Yeah, he had in just once in Bell's New York Jets career, out of two hundred and sixty-four rush attempts, he had one. More than 15 yards. Ooh, Dick Stank Stats. Damn it, I should have saved that for Dick Stank Stats. That's a good one. Yeah. Nice. Coming you know, at ya. Coming at you with two double-sided sheets of computer paper. I don't know how you fit that stat on such limited real estate. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the jot downs were a little shy this week. Oh, baby. Um, shit. Well, we talk about the best thing that happened to Miami. Uh, was As of late, was definitely Gase getting axed and Brian Flores coming in. But maybe the new best thing coming to Miami is Tua. We alluded uh, to it. Hard to see Fitzmagic go. And, you know, just spitballing here. Would a team that is struggling because of quarterback play make a trade Absolutely. For Absolutely. It's they coming should. up. It's a week away. I know. Less it is than a week, a week away. away or something it like is that. It's a week away. I think that Fitz should get traded. Fuck. Buddy, trade him to the fucking Cowboys. <laughs> honestly. Like, honestly. What are you going to lose uh, Dallas? Like, who do they got? What's his name? Dinwiddie? Din- <laughs> who knows? Don't worry. We'll be talking about him <laughs> okay. a little later. Okay. Whatever. And it's Danuki. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, old Benny boy. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, so I think, like, <coughs> you got to think Fitz might be on the table. Uh, even if you have a decent quarterback, like, but he's playing a bit sporadic, uh, you know. A la Cam Newton. Yeah. Get Could him you for imagine insurance. Fitz in fucking New England? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, so Tua gets, gets the starting job. Yeah. And, um. I thought it was pretty neat. So on uh, November 16th, 2019, uh, that's when Tua suffered that potentially career-ending hip injury uh, against Mississippi State. And it happened on the 15-yard line. 
And fast forward to October 18, 2020, he throws his first NFL pass. And following his debut, he went back to the field and sat at the 15-yard line just to soak in the moment. And I guess he phoned and FaceTimed his mom and dad. Oh, nice. Just to kind of soak it all in. Uh, Speaking of uh, Tua, he will be the first left-handed quarterback to start an NFL game since Kellen Moore in Week 17, 2015 for the Cowboys. Really? Yeah. I mean, they, they ain't making it easy on him. No. He's debuting. You know who he's debuting against this week? Who does Miami play? <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams. Oh. Oh, my God. Aaron Donald, right? That's going to be... That's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, and anytime we can talk about Tua is a perfect time <laughs> to remind uh, our loyal listeners about the time about the night Tua was drafted and uh, our boy Rick Ross, Ricky Rose's uh, reaction to landing the quarterback from Alabama. Tua Tagle of Leoa. QB Alabama. Tua Tagle of Leoa. QB Alabama. <laughs> Tech <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 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 It sounds like fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Man. Well, our boy. Well, no. He, you know what? Fuck him. He's not my boy. A B signed in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Jesus Christ. I mean, eight game suspies over in week nine. Yeah. So then he can start and fucking. Tom Brady probably likes him, man. He must. Yeah, if you're looking down your lineup and you're going, oh, A.B., third receiver behind Mike Evans and Godwin? Yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why fucking not? Yeah. Holy shit. Like, you they got are Rob stocked. fucking Gronkowski is playing not bad. Doesn't yeah. he have two tutties two weeks in a row? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That little back shoulder fade that yeah, they always threw. Yeah, he looked really good. He's, <laughs> he's picking it up. And Tom's learning the offense. I know. And they got Leonard Fournette stepping up a bit late. I know. As of late. Like, that they offense is good. Stacked. Yeah. Defense ain't nothing to snuff, snuff your nose at no, either. I think they're second or third in, in against the run. I've had him in uh, the 40 as my D, and I've been... Very pleased. I haven't even had yeah. to worry about dropping. No. Uh, they've been very steady. Tampa um, has only allowed one. They Just this last week, they allowed a 25-yard run. Mm. First one of the season. Fucking dicks, dang stats. Dicks, dang stats. That's You up. know this. Holy <laughs> shit. Watch your back, Bathwater. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, I'm not coming for that job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Too much work. Way too much. <laughs> well... If you think about it this way, um, AB went from a three-year deal worth up to fifty-four point one million with the Raiders to a one-year deal worth fifteen million with the Patriots to a one-year deal worth two point five million with the Bucks in a year and a half. <laughs> Pretty fucking wild. Like yeah. the, the, think about all the all the sheets that guy could be making. His contract actually breaks down with the Bucks. He gets a $750,000 bonus if they win the Super Bowl. And he's got a $250,000 bonus for catches and then one for yards and then one for touchdowns. And it actually carries a max value of 2.5. So, um, and then the other thing we need to remember, and I mean, good luck Tampa Bay, is that in the last year, the Steelers ate $21 million uh, in a cap charge to just trade him. 
The Raiders ate two draft choices just to cut him. And the Patriots ate a $9 million signing bonus to cut him. Really? So, good luck, Tampa. Like, he's a good player, but he's also a fucking nut job. Yeah. Like, so have fun with that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's going to be tough. And he's old, too, man. He's 32. Hopefully he can find a helmet that he'll play in. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Like, this guy, the drama this guy brings, I don't know. Is it worth it? I guess Bruce Arians told him, like, you know, if you start making it about you, you're going to be gone right away. But yeah, what what evidence has he shown that it's not going to be about him? I know. So, you know, and you look like Mike Evans is a pretty chill receiver. He's not really a prima donna diva type. Nope. And Chris Godwin is the furthest thing from it. The guy's exactly. just a hard worker. Yeah. So well, is he going to mesh in that room? Can't see Scotty Miller vibing with him. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Scotty Miller quietly has a rap song. Like Maybe. Rodrigo. Yeah. yeah. Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> well. Sorry. Maddie's dying. Yeah. Uh, let's talk COVID for a second here. So, uh, just a few things popping up around the league. Obviously, it's ever present. Giants, Danny and Saquon got caught out to dinner, maskless. Apparently. What's the story with Allegedly. that? Allegedly. 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 Okay. Out maskless. But the DJ that posted it on his story also said that it was from last year. Okay. So, I mean, probably wasn't. But right, whatever. I mean, Saquon just got knee surgery. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, like, I don't know if he's gonna be out, fucking, not clubbing, you know. Well, I thought they were having a nice dinner, maybe like a chicken parm or something. Like that. <laughs> nice chicken parm in New York, <laughs> New York chicken parm. That not would be bad. good. Yeah, uh, the Titans. After all of the shit they put the league through, got a three hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. Slap on the wrist. That's it. And if you think about it in context, the Raiders are looking at a significant fine and possible draft pick punishment for breaking COVID protocols for a second time. Ooh. But what do you call what Tennessee did? You know, if they yeah. if they're if they're practicing when they're not supposed to, and they're not wearing their tracking devices, and they're not wearing masks, is that just one? Like I don't really get it. This yeah. fucking league, man. Yeah. And then OBJ, uh, what are you talking about, Odell? This is okay. So when he he was sick at a practice before he got injured, he was sick at practice, got sent home. So there were questions: Is it COVID? Is it whatever? You know. So he gets interviewed about it. He says, "No, not in an arrogant way. I just don't think COVID can get to me. I don't think it's gonna enter this body. I want no parts of it. It don't want no parts of me. It's a mutual respect." <laughs> What are you talking about, man? Holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, you think you take a look like from a distance, like obviously we've got some buddies living in the States, but like, you know, from a distance, it's just like, what is going on down there? There's yeah. so many crazy, crazy people. Everybody's saying, you know, you got to wear your mask. And other people are saying, no, you don't got to wear your mask. You don't know, you don't know what to do. Like, do you listen to future? You say mask on and mask off. What do you yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. You guys got to decide. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. On on the island, it wasn't masks. No, man. When I was in BC in the in uh, in uh, July or August, sorry, same thing. It you got. 
I got funny looks for wearing them. I didn't wear it. Well, I only wore it unless I had to. Right. But everybody else was doing it too, so it's not like I was like the <laughs> only guy. Every every bad story starts with, well, everyone else was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, anyways, it's hillbilly out there, though. COVID commander. Yeah, COVID commie. Um, okay. Uh, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about... Uh, Carlos Dunlap uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals. There is some major drama going in, going there, and needless to say, uh, he is disgruntled. No need for consternation. Everything is under control. Michael, last Friday, one of your employees attacked another employee in your office. It was a crime of passion, Jan. Not a disgruntled employee. Everyone here is extremely gruntled. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Carlos Dunlap, man. Okay, so he's the longest tenured player on the Bengals roster. Former Pro Bowl player. Uh, and he's just been pushing for his way out of town. He doesn't like that he's not starting. Mm-hmm. But he's also not playing very well. So the first thing he did was vocalize it in the media. The second thing he did was he took a picture of the Bengals' edge rotation uh, in terms of substitutions. Uh, and posted it on his Twitter and Instagram. Uh, he wasn't done there. Uh, when the Bengals lost uh, at the last second to the Cleveland Browns, uh, he had a fight on the sidelines, a screaming match with the defensive line coach, and immediately after the game, sent out this tweet. 6,000 square foot city view with huge balcony, four bedroom, 4.5 bathroom, in one of the best school di- districts for sale. Do your market analysis and make me an offer. Serious inquiries only with proof of funds. Owner is willing to sell furnished or unfurnished. <sighs> Clearly saying, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, to which his teammates responded. Tyler Boyd uh, wrote after he posted a similar a post talking about his, his, uh, his home being for sale. Tyler Boyd wrote, suck a shit, loss. And... <laughs> <sighs> um, to which Joe Main Mixon said, let me get that crib. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually he got he got his wish. He got traded to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, so there he go. Let me get that crib. <laughs> there go that man. Um, and we'll finish. Do you have anything else for pass it? I've got one more thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just going to, I don't know. I, we were I, we were gonna talk about how ninety percent of players have registered to vote. I, it was okay, dude. I, I like that. Why don't we talk you know, about that? Because I'm not like a big American politics guy. You know, <laughs> I think everybody should vote anyway. So that's why I think it's silly that it's not a hundred percent. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> like, it's just it's it is mind boggling that some of these NFL players that are you know late twenties, early thirties. Have never, saying, voted. have never voted. Oh and my just God. like I voted for the first time in my life. And you're like, what? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, I voted for everything, man. Municipal, provincial, and federal, every time I could. Hell yeah. You don't be care you don't become the mayor of Rundle without Fuck having no. your hat you in the ring. You gotta have your hat in the ring. <laughs> and you gotta have your fucking you gotta be sniffing around, man. Getting you know? Follow your nose. Um Okay, yeah, I think that's awesome. And there's actually teams uh, posting images on their field, like painted onto their field. Vote Georgia. 
you know, oh. for, for the Falcons and shit like that. So, power to them, you know, get out the yep. vote. Even these places, um, I think Carolina was one of them, uh, that opened up their stadium as voting stations. Oh, and Carolina smart. actually gave, I think it was like their 100,000th 100, voter a special like prize pack with like jerseys and shit like that. So, hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Um, well, we will pa- we will finish passing around the NFL with, uh, I'm sure everybody's favorite day of the year, October 25th. I'm sh- you guys are all talking about it. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. National Tight Ends Day. Woo! So to celebrate it, let's just see something. How did you celebrate the day uh, with your tight end, Huncho? How did he? <laughs> How did he perform for you? No, don't look it up. Let's see if you can do it <laughs> off the top of your head. Which, okay, National Tight Ends Day was last weekend. Last weekend. And we're so talking George that, George Kittle, widely regarded as uh, number one to uh, number two pick. I think he got 59 yards. Okay, which, what do you, so what's your point total? Did he score uh, a touchdown no, for you? No, no touchdown. 59 yards only. Uh-huh. Or maybe it might have been less. might have been 49. Hmm. How, nice. Am I close? Yes, he rewarded you on National Tight Ends Day with 5.5 fantasy points. Yeah, 55 so I yards. was close. Yeah. That's right. Do you want to know how my tight end, uh, Noah Fant, rewarded me? <laughs> 3.8 points. <laughs> Yahoo! Isn't <laughs> fantasy football fun? Um, but how did Harrison Bryant do? Two scores. Nice. When was he drafted? Uh, when, where, where is he rostered <laughs> this is the point people think i hate the tight end position no i hate the fact that there are five to six startable tight ends quote unquote and they give you a week with two and a week with 18 a week yeah. with three and a week with 22 like it's all over the place like yeah. that's the thing because it's those starting six that yeah okay they can have big games but it's everybody behind them where it's just I like know. You know, okay, like he's trending up and then he goes for two weeks of nothing. You know? It's a dart throw. It's bullshit. Anyways, <laughs> happy National Tight Ends Day. A <laughs> position is so important you needed to give yourself a day for recognition. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Well, I'm sure. But... I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I think it's kind of a. I think a made up holiday thing is kind of, you know whatever yeah it's a little over the top yeah like world teachers day save me that yeah where's where's world auto body technician day back boy that's right the bounce back boy has had a couple bad weeks <laughs> and it's uh it's our boy cam newton yeah on, on the pats he's he's having a bit of a rough go of it might even be maddie's dud later possibly yeah. possibly and what did he get last week 1.5 points uh yeah in some leagues it was round two yeah if you're lucky yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. I started him in the Flyers League. Yeah. So he burned me. Stu started him in the Triple F. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, But they're playing the Bills this week. And 
Josh Allen's been a little bit all over the place too the last couple weeks. Yeah. For what I just I got a feeling it's going to be a bit of a messy game. I think they're going to be all over the place throwing the ball. That's wild. That, scrambling. Wild that Josh Allen didn't get a single pass touchdown in mm-hmm. their in their win. Who did they beat? The Jets. And it was all Cody Bass. Yeah. There you go, kicker fans. Stroke went to that. <laughs> big <laughs> kicking game. Big that Cody was, Bass guy. That was a big kicking game. Yeah. But this week, okay, I think he's going for a little bit more on the ground. But okay. 210 pass yards, two tutties, but he's going 65 on the ground with one tutty. Oh, yeah, I could see that. All I, right. I think so. Mate, yeah, no. <laughs> Get down. Well, he's got to run. He's got nobody to pass to. He doesn't. So He literally has no receivers. James White might be his best option. Like, can think about a fantasy. Who is even the tight end on New England? Ryan Izzo, maybe? Is it Ryan Izzo? Like Who's the starting guy? I don't even know. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, that's... Uh... I almost want to say Ben Watson, but he's been retired for two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fucking hell, Cam. Oh, well, I think he can bounce back. He's gone. I'm hoping. Bally can figure it out. I'm 0 for 3 in the bounce back. 0 for 4 in the bounce back. 0 for 3. 0 for 3. Yeah, give yourself some credit. 0 for. Okay, well, uh, United by Unis. Uh, I have to say, before I start into this week's... Uh, I got some feedback from a loyal listener who oh. absolutely loved our recent segment on the flak jacket and Brian Donces. <laughs> so just just know uh, my secret admirer out there. Thank you so much. I appreciate the uh, the kudos. Uh, so let's jump into it. So you might have noticed that the San Francisco you didn't notice, but the San Francisco 49ers wore a helmet decal last week in honor of Hall of Fame defensive end Fred Dean, who passed away last uh, week at the age of 68. Not sure if that's a permanent thing for the season. I think it was just for the week. Um, last week in uniforms, we saw some interesting uh, combinations. Gotta say. Uh, let's start with those putrid Falcons gradient jerseys. Holy crap. Yeah. Those are terrible. Mm-hmm. And the field looked brutal. Like, uh, Atlanta's Atlanta's jerseys are went they're, from bad, bad to terrible. You know what? They didn't look bad tonight in the mostly white. Mostly white, I guess. I can't stand those numbers that they have on them, but those gradients were brutal. And they, I think they tried to mimic it on their field, and it did not translate. It did not look good. Uh, we saw two all-gray get-ups, one from the Seattle Ocean Birds and the other from the Detroit Lions. Um, I don't mind the all-gray. I don't mind them. I don't mind them. They get a little bit of hate. Uh, I don't mind for either team, to be honest. Uh, I think the Titans wore their best uniform combination last week with the baby blue on top and the navy blue on the bottom. And for the first time, you saw the Browns wearing their white jerseys with orange pants. It looked good. It looked real good. The Texans wore their color rush. I think their best option. Uh, The all navy blue head to toe. Um, And then the Cardinals. I I don't know. You got a primetime game. Your name is the Arizona Cardinals. And you decide to wear your black jerseys. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Especially when the other team's wearing all gray. Bland. You could have popped with that red. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't like the all black. No. Not a fan of the black uh, Cardinal jerseys. I don't like their jersey template. I think they got a lot of potential. It's a cool color scheme. So perfect for the desert. 
They gotta update that shit. I think the Coyotes have the nicest jerseys in the NHL. Best logo. The howling, the howling oh, yo. Yeah. But the thing is, they're phasing that out. They're going back to the peyote coyote. I know what the peyote coyote is good too, but I do like the the howling. The, it is a nice yeah. logo. Yeah, I gotta say. Um, this week, things to look forward to. Uh, on uh, Monday Night Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be wearing the red tops and their pewter pants against the Giants, who will be wearing their all-white Color Rush throwbacks ah, on Monday night. And, for a little tidbit, on Gord's uni graveyard, because <laughs> all of my uniforms are past players. Expired. The Giants will also be rocking the throwback giants oh yeah helmets. yeah the the letters yeah the, the word letters. the word yes. the giants as opposed yeah. to the ny beautiful i like those I versions like i like those versions Little giant style yeah exactly <laughs> great Fuck, that was a good movie rick man. moranis rick that moranis yeah. <laughs> you got punched out yeah uh, yeah ago. pairs up rick yeah <laughs> <laughs> thinking about you yeah, i was beating up on a little guy like yeah that. exactly Just fucking shrunk the kids no. <laughs> I gotta rewatch a few of those movies. Well, no, you gotta watch fucking Big Trouble in Little China. No, I wanna watch Little Giants first, though. Little Giants is a great movie. What was uh, what was the the like jock kid uh, called? The one that played for the Cowboys, but then they recruited him to play for the Giants. Ed O'Neill brings him over. Yeah, I don't know. I can't oh, remember. Fuck. Icebox. Oh no, yeah. that was the girl. Yeah. The, the girl was Icebox. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh fuck. Um yeah, so anyways, they're wearing their all whites. You can also look for the Cincinnati Bengals and the 49ers to again be wearing their all white, either color rush or throwbacks, the icy whites. <laughs> Next week is the three icy whites. Oh. Giants, Bengals, and Niners. Um, uh, two weeks ago, uh, Jarvis Landry killed it when he wore uh, Mac Miller uh, cleats in the game. They are stunning. They're so such a nice tribute to him. Uh, really clean design. Uh, so he wore those two weeks ago. And then l- this past week... He wore uh, Freddy-inspired Halloween cleats. Mm. And he wasn't alone. Stefan Diggs also had a Halloween-themed set of cleats, and so did TJ Watt. Um, and now I know that United by Unis <laughs> has become a segment where people come to learn. Yeah, You know, it's a learning <laughs> corner. We've taught people about the flak jacket with Brian yes. Gonsis. We mentioned it. The uh, Papella Pocket. The Papella Pocket. See, it resonates. Yeah. Well, it's time to jump into the history of helmet speakers. So in 1956, Paul Brown, coaching the Browns, obviously, was known for his creativity and innovation. He was approached by George Solera and John Campbell, two local inventors and avid Browns fans. They asked if he would like a way to communicate with his quarterback on the field, and to which Brown quickly agreed. <laughs> Uh, but told them, keep it quiet, keep it hush-hush. They then built the prototype for a helmet radio receiver. They set up in the forest behind John's house. John put on the helmet and set off into the wilderness. A cop driving by heard the interference on his own radio signal and found a man wandering the woods in a football helmet. (laughs) He accused them of being Russian communist spies, which forced the duo to spill their beans what they were doing. Luckily, the cop believed them, which also helped that he was a huge Browns fan. 
fast forward to the game. Brown's uh, quarterback, George Ratterman, became the first quarterback to wear a speaker in an NFL game. The other team, however, became suspicious when they saw a radio transmitter <laughs> on their own sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Word got out. <laughs> Three games later, a petition banning the use of it was signed by Commissioner Burt Bell, citing unfair advantage. It was banned for 38 years. Really? Fast forward to 1994, when the league needed a way to speed up the game. They reintroduced helmet speakers for quarterbacks only, eliminating the, the need and the use of hand signals, signs, and relaying plays in with a substitute player. Direct contact with the quarterback saved coaches hours in prep developing. Yeah. You know a lot about that, right? Prepping all the time. <laughs> and how they would call their plays. Uh, but it wasn't perfect at, for- at first. Radios would cut in and out. Players would hear buzzing noises at times <laughs> while they were playing. And the speakers were only secured with Velcro strips. So on huge hits, they would get fucked <laughs> off right out of the helmet. <laughs> so rules were introduced. The rules were only on the sideline could they talk to the quarterback. Nobody in the booth could. The frequency of the radio signal cuts out with 15 seconds left on the play clock. So the quarterback can't be warned that the play clock is going down. He has to be cognizant of that on his own. If one team's system goes down, the other team is required to shut theirs down too. Hmm. For fairness. And defenses didn't get permission to wear a microphone on their side of the ball until 2008. Really? Yeah. You can signify and find out which guys on each team, offense and defense, there's only one, are the are the ones with the radio receivers uh, by the green dot on the back of their helmet. So really? each one has a green dot. Yeah. Every quarterback has one. Obviously, they're the guys getting in the plays. But defense, it varies. You guys, you have middle linebackers with mm-hmm. it, um, you know, safeties and all that stuff. And that was United by Unis. Yeah, look good, look good, play good, play good, pay good, pay good, live good, live good, you know, eat good, that good. Baby. <laughs> man, that was, you know what, Maddie? It might have been my favorite United really? by Unis seg. Fucking I think so. Sick, hey? I think so. That is cool. Yeah. Fucking communists wandering through the wilderness. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was in... 50. 1956, yeah. Crazy. Hmm. <laughs> It's an educational tool, you a know? A radio transmitter on their side. Yeah. I'm so proud that it was Browns fans that came up with it, too. <laughs> it's the only thing we have. Still the best song. Yeah, yeah. Still the best song we play. Still so good. Still uh, so good. And that's that's the milk carton minute. I mean, MIA, you know, I don't know how that segment came to be. Oh, literally just shit talking between the two of us. But <laughs> it's a good one. It yeah, sticks. It is. Just yeah. Try it. Just helping Teddy along. Just him helping Teddy here. Yeah. Um, and, and this week, you know, I actually, I haven't been to no frills in a little bit. No. Um, haven't had to go, uh, been doing a lot of Costco, you know, Costco insured park was nice because <laughs> you didn't have to wear a mask. Now you do. 
Mm. Now you got to wear one. You know? Sometimes yeah. you got to go a little bit out of town. My mom said she's going to start uh, sh- shopping for groceries in fucking Yorkton, Saskatchewan or some <laughs> shit. But this week's Milk Carton Minute is your boy Antonio Brown. Hell and yeah. He's, he's a success story. He's an MIA success story. Because last week, or last year, he was missing the entire time. He was MIA. He was on the back of milk cartons for fucking six to ten months. Nobody found him. No. You know who found him? <laughs> old Brucey area. <laughs> yeah. Old, old, old Brucey. Bruce. Old foggy, foggy, <laughs> face shield Brucey. A filthy Bruce. And, uh, and Tom Brady, they must be buddies, man. Oh, Wait, yeah. Didn't Antonio Brown live at his house? Yeah, I thought for the first little bit in New England. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Yeah, totally. So he's back in Tampa and he's found and he's on Johnny's roster. I can't believe it. You know? A success story. A milk carton success story. And Arian says he looks good in camp. Um, like I said, after his eight game suspy is done, which is week eight, he can yeah. start week nine. Gives him enough time to clear COVID protocol, learn the playbook. Hey, oh, he yeah. looks like a guy that would learn the playbook. <laughs> <laughs> Spends all that time. Lives and breathes football. Success story. Milk carton minute. We've done it. We've done it. We found him. Because I found you. I found you. Because I found you. I found you. Oh, baby. Welcome back, AB. Hopefully you last longer than a week. (laughs) Last year in the Flyers draft, I drafted him in the third round. Yeah, boomer bust, baby. Him and Melvin. I drafted Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, Antonio Brown. I still came in second. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? And you're fucking looking prime in the triple F this year. Absolutely. The Ramosas are four and one. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, man. They are. They are. <laughs> Having oh, a good God year. Damn. Having a good year in the Flyers League. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, when you make the rules last minute, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you're successful. Man, for whatever reason, like I'm in the in the forty, I'm like I'm toiling. You know, I'm just hanging on by a thread. Oh, middling. Middling. That's sort of my thing. You look at the Beverly Blazers record, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. <laughs> yeah, loss. Man, like, I can't yeah. build anything. No. And, uh... How in, you doing in your other league? In the money league, I'm a fucking dead last. <laughs> yeah, man. Dead last. <laughs> fucking Weed Wensco. And, like, man, losing, like, getting bad beats, like... I will have second highest points that week. I have I have the most points against by like two hundred. Oh, fuck. yeah. Always having days. Yeah, dude. Like I played I played a guy rolling into Monday, and I was up like thirty eight points on him, and he had Lockett and Foles. <laughs> so like Lockett gets sixty points. Lockett's been a freak, man. Yeah, two hundred yards and fucking three tutties. And I play him, and he gets sixty points in a fucking PPR. Of course. Like. So you know, I'm just I'm I'm in tough, but there's no punishment. Either, fucking so. way she goes. Yeah, that's not bad. You don't yeah. have that threat waiting no. over you. And and that was the league we always did live, and then this was the first year that we did online. Yeah. And a man, I always thrived in the live environment. 
Yeah, because you were just like force feeding booze on everyone in your competition. <laughs> hey, drink up, drink up. You look, you look, you look a little shallow. Let me top you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna go to Feldy's Feel Good. Uh, and two weeks ago, we touched on the Alex Smith injury and return. But Feldy did a little bit of digging for the boys and for the pod. And he he has some pretty crazy information about just how nuts this injury was and the road to recovery uh, ended up being. So, obviously, November 18th, we know the story. He gets sacked. His leg gets crushed. It was a compound fracture from his ankle all the way up to his knee and a complete break of his tibia. So, the first thing... Uh, Smith ended up saying in the ambulance was, uh, show me the game. How's McCoy doing? As in Colt Wild. McCoy. Like, you know, uh, he goes for emergency surgery, repair his leg, 24 hours out of surgery. He developed um, necrotizing fasciitis of his leg, which required eight debridements, which is basically where they scrape away dead tissue from the leg to remove all the infectious bacteria. He then had to decide whether he was going to amputate the leg or try a microvascular surgery transplant of his left quad muscle to his right leg where they debrided. He does that and is home in a week. Uh, he had a left leg cast and a central IV line getting antibiotics for weeks. His wife was the one in charge of, that had to wash him, took him to the bathroom, everything. Even his young kids were helping out with his care. It was a full family effort. And in his most dire moments, one of the comments that his he made to his wife that she recalled was, do you know how many people would love to trade positions with me right now? Millions of people would love to be where I am right now. Do you know the life that we live and the blessings that we have? And that's kind of the mentality he went yeah. through as he made his way to, uh, uh, back to health and back to the field. Ultimately, there were 17 surgeries on the leg. Um it cost him a ton of tissue and muscle and uh, it actually left him with a limp. So he's got to wear a special titanium brace to correct that. Crazy. Um, more can be found if you want to, if you really want to jump into this story. Um, if you just go on YouTube, I believe it was ESPN that had uh, the, the story. It's called project 11 um, and it's part of the E60 thing. There's about a seven minute clip on there that really dives into it. Uh, pretty crazy stuff so uh thank you feldy for constant contributions nice to the boys and uh yeah no marty's feel good this no week. marty's feel good but i do have a puff puff prospects note oh um and i thought this was pretty fucking savage and pretty fucking cool so in college football it's become kind of a trend to when the defense causes a turnover they have these like kind of gimmicky things like the university of uh, miami the hurricanes have the turnover chain so you turn it you turn the ball over you get a pick you recover a fumble you get to go to the sidelines it's this huge gold chain they throw it around your neck with the big u on it so you get the turnover chain other teams have like the turnover bat where you get the okay, hold of okay. bat or like the shades or whatever penn state has thank you cards oh, <laughs> huge cards that whoever caused the turnover holds up and shows to the other team's sidelines and on it, it says, uh, we appreciate your contributions to a brighter future for us and our program. The Penn State defense. And they all signed the bottom of no it. No way. How fucking ballsy. That's ruthless. <laughs> Crazy. A little elementary. 
I think. Yeah, but fuck. What are you going to do? I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah, and like walking around with a fucking spray-painted gold chain isn't just like, look what I did. Look what I yeah, did. Yeah, I guess. You I know? Guess. I don't mind it. It's it's savage and it's creative. Gotta yeah. give it to him. Hmm. Gotta give it to him. Well, I'm looking forward to this segment. We're going to No Frills. You're talking about our no-namer. The no-namer. The no-namer. Like I said, I haven't had to make a trip to the no-frills, but you know what? It's always there when you need it. Oh, yeah. Open a little bit late, not too late. Gotta bag your own groceries. <laughs> <laughs> but this no-frills no-name is a little different than other no-frills. Because this guy hasn't actually succeeded as a player. Oh. Okay. Okay. But he's a guy that I think is, is going to need a little love from everybody. And that's Mr. Ben Danuki in Dallas. <laughs> because he is being thrusted into the role of being the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. With a patchwork O-line. With, <laughs> and he just watched fucking Dalton get his head took off. That was so gross, that It was man. dirty. That was so gross. Similar to tonight's hit on Teddy B. Yes. Yes. Fuck, like, you know, you guys, like, these deep players know they're going to get fucking tossed from the game. Why would See you ya. do that? Yeah. Fuck. So, he watches fucking Dalton get smashed, <laughs> and then not even a teammate sticks up for him. Yeah, have at her. Yeah, like, okay, well, what if that was Dak? You obviously would have been there. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But what, Dalton doesn't deserve the respect? I don't know. They teammates are teammates, man. Yeah. You know how many scrums I've gotten into in the Flyers because of fucking guys doing something I don't think they should have been? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> True. True. Yeah, you stick up for your teammates. I, yeah. know, I know what you're so, saying. So, Ben Danucci. <laughs> is, it, is it an Italian name? Like, is it a Danucci? Danucci. Oh, Ben Danucci. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, him yeah, and, Benito. Like, could you say you were about a bang in Jersey yeah, a exactly. couple weeks ago? Well, we were fucking hanging out at East Rutherford. Oh, man, my buddy drove his Cadillac up. We went to the strippers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Bad, but he's the no-namer this week, and I, I just I feel for the guy. Yeah. Nobody knows who he is. No. <laughs> and he's getting thrust into that role. Like that's a pretty that's a pretty good undertaking. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just gotta stay in a positive frame of mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby. Bendanucci. Shit. Okay, Matt's dank stats. Uh, we've got two weeks worth of stats, so let's get into it. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson is a top 10 receiver in the NFL. He's top 10 in receiving yards, top 5 in yards per catch, and he's averaging 89.5 receiving yards per game, which is the most by any rookie since OBJ in 2014. The Jaguars have had five kickers kick for them this season. Of course, you guys know that, though. <laughs> the Packers have had a grand total of five kickers attempt a field goal for them since 1989. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Five since 1989. Well, Mason Crosby's been there forever. True. 
I couldn't tell you the other four. I mean, that's like Steelers coaches. There's only been like three Steelers coaches in the history of the franchise. I don't know if the history of the franchise. Dude, I honestly think so. I think it's like three or four. They didn't go Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. There had to be somebody before Chuck, uh, Chuck Knoll. Maybe I'll get you look it up. I, I'm, I got a lot of stats to get through. You got a lot of time. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, pretty crazy. 1989, five characters. A truly impressive and incredible streak ended. For the first time since November 2002, the Patriots at two and four have slipped under 500 later than October 1st. Fucking nuts. Okay, here's that little segment uh, where we shit all over the Jets. And then, in turn, all over Adam Gase. So the Jets' offense this year, they rank last in points per game. They are 31st in total yards per game. And they are last in pass yards per game. Um, the Jets are the last winless team in the in the NFL at 0-7. And they've lost each game by an average of 18 points. Not even in it. On a positive note, though, the Jets outrushed the Dolphins in Week 6. In the process, though... The Jets became the first team in a year to get shut out while outrushing their opponent. <laughs> Last time it happened, it was the New York Jets against the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Jesus. The Jets have been shut out in an NFL high 38 quarters since the beginning of last season. Total yards of offense in week six Derrick Henry, 264. The New York Jets, 263. Adam Gase. As the New York Jets have head coach, he's had seven wins in 22 games, 12 losses by more than one possession, and six losses by 20-plus points. In his career, his total offense, as the offensive coordinator in Chicago, they ranked 21st. As the head coach in Miami in 2016-24th, 2017-25th, and 2018-31st, and now as the New York Jets head coach, they are last. Gase is 30 and 41 as a coach, head coach. 31 of those 41 losses came by double digits. And I don't know if you caught this hunch, but during the CBS <coughs> broadcast of the Jets game, they zoomed in on Gase's face and played These Eyes by the Guess Who. No. <laughs> yeah. Might have been the fucking troll job of the year. Um, oh. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are the second paired teammates to have 300 pass yards, four pass touchdowns, and 200 rush yards, two rush TDs in a game in NFL history. The other happened in, in a Super Bowl. Doug Williams, who had 340 pass yards, four touchdowns passing, and Timmy Smith, who had 204 rush yards and two rush touchdowns. In week six, the Broncos scoring uh, played out like this. Against the Patriots, Brandon McManus, 45-yard field goal. Brandon McManus, 44-yard field goal. Fear girl. Fear girl. <laughs> Marty Marbles. <laughs> Brandon McManus, 27-yard field goal. Brandon McManus, 52-yard field goal. Brandon McManus, 20-yard field goal. Brandon McManus, 54-yard field goal. Best game of the year, boys! Woo! Go Bronx! And Rodrigo is still the leading scorer. Leading scorer, yeah. In the NFL. In the NFL. Really? Our boy. Our boy. Hot Rod. <laughs> Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots' loss was Bill Belichick's first loss as Patriots head coach when not allowing a touchdown. 
Previously, they were 39 and 0, including playoffs. Overall, Belichick was 45 and 1 in such games. His only previous loss coming in 1992, when the Browns lost 12 nothing to the Broncos. Tom Brady, you alluded to it earlier, Hunch, mm-hmm. and Rob Gronkowski have now connected for 92 touchdowns. That's tied for the second most by any quarterback-receiver combo in NFL history with Steve Young and Jerry Rice, and that includes playoffs. They are now only trailing Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, who had 114. Crazy. So, the Pittsburgh coach. Yes. There has only been three coaches since the merger. Oh, okay. 1969 to 1991, Chuck Knoll. Right. 342 games played. 193 wins, 148 losses. Just over 500. Bill Cowher, 1992-2006, 240 games played, 149 wins, 90 losses. That's a pretty good record. Bill Cowher's got like four daughters. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Stats you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Mike Tomlin, 2007 to the present. 208 games played. This is at this was in 2019. Okay. Uh 133 wins, 74 losses. Also pretty good win percentage. Gord Stank stats. Damn. Damn, Daniel. Damn. <laughs> <Gordon>. <laughs> oh shit. Um okay. The Bucks uh when they got the Packers to wave the white flag in week 6 and pull Rodgers with about 7 minutes left. That has to be noted. That's pretty astounding because before that, Green Bay had been scoring at an insane pace. Week one, they put up 43. Week two, 42. Week three, 37. Week four, 30. And then in week six, just 10. Yeah. That's crazy. That that Bucks D is for real. For sure. They're good. And uh, we got to highlight that rookie that they got from Minnesota, Antoine Winfield Jr. Woo! Safety, he's been having a hell of a year. He he is in the running for defensive uh, rookie of the year. Absolutely. Him, Chase Young, and uh, that safety in Indianapolis, Blackman, who's mm. been having a hell of a year. Chase Young is mean, man. Oh, yeah. He's a like, fucking predator, man. He's, he's fucking jacked. Anyways. Uh, the NFC East. The Eagles are the first team <laughs> with a losing record to have a division lead through Week 7 since the 1970 merger. Oh so God. if you need to remember the records, the Eagles, remember that week where they settled for the tie against the Bengals? That's going to win them the div. We said yeah. it when it happened. They lead the league at 2-4-1. and one. The Giants, or the, sorry, the football team and the Cowboys are at two and five, and the Giants are at one and six. Still in the hunt. <laughs> still in the hunt. Yeah, they are still in the hunt. Their collective record is seven twenty and one. Not ideal. Um, points allowed by the Cowboys in their last six games: thirty-eight, thirty-four, forty-nine, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, twenty-five. Uh, actually, they is in the grand list of most points allowed in the first six games of an NFL season. Uh, the number one is the Baltimore Col- Colts in, ni- in 1950 with 235. 61 Raiders with 228. The 54 Washington football teams with t- uh, 223. The 48 Giants with 218. And the 2020 Cowboys tied with 218. 218 points given up in your first six games. Holy shit. 
on Monday night, uh, two weeks ago, Arizona played Dallas. It was the first time in the Super Bowl era that a team won by 25-plus points despite its leading passer having 25-plus fewer completions than the opposing team's leading passer. So Arizona won. Kyler Murray only completed nine passes. Dallas lost, and Andy Dalton completed 34. Shut up. That is fucked. (laughs) Before being held without a catch last week, CeeDee Lamb is the only rookie receiver since 1950 with five-plus receptions in each of his team's first six games. The kid's for real. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, he did put up a bit of a dud last week. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have a catch. I got CD. I started him. Yeah, so did I in the 40. My boy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, I when him. Uh, Ben DiNucci ben is tossing DiNucci. you the rock. Yeah, fuck's sake. Um, yeah, he didn't have a catch. He just had a rush. <laughs> one rush yard. Point one. He got me last <laughs> week. Fuck. My man. man. <laughs> well, that that yeah, they're struggling in Dallas. And so is Zeke. He's had five fumbles this season, and out of those five, he's lost four of them. Entering 2020, Elliott had never lost more than two fumbles in an entire year. Against Buffalo in week six, Travis Kelsey had two receiving touchdowns. It was the first time since week 13, 2018, that he had multiple touchdowns in a game. A 25-game stretch. Hmm. Second rounder. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is the first quarterback since St. Louis Cardinals quarterback Charlie Johnson in 1966 to leave a game-winning drive four times in the team's first five games of a season. Hmm. So the Ravens, they're so fucking good management-wise, and it pisses me off. (laughs) It's so frustrating. They... Here's what they gave up to get Calais Campbell, Marcus Peters, and now Yannick Ngakwe. A third-round pick, a fifth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, a conditional fifth-round pick, and linebacker Kenny Young. Are you kidding? Like, those guys are studs. Okay, Gordo. Yo. Daniel Jones. (laughs) (laughs) My boy! Gained 80 yards on his zone read rush. Oh. It's the longest zone read rush since the Bengals had an 85-yard rush against the Broncos in 2014. It's the longest quarterback rush since 2015 when Mariota did it on an 87-yard run against the Jags. And according to our colleagues at Elias Sports Bureau, Daniel Jones's 80-yard run is the longest by quarterback without scoring on the play in over 40 years. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, okay, here's in the last 25 years, here's a list of the longest quarterback runs. Terrell Pryor, 93 yards touchdown. Colin Kaepernick, 90 yards touchdown. Marcus Mariota, 87 yards touchdown. Cordell Stewart, 80 yards touchdown. Daniel Jones, 80 yards touchdown. Invisible Assassin. Steve Bono, 76 yards touchdown. Robert Griffin III, 76 yards touchdown. Hmm. Wild. He was just fucking flying, though. He was flying, man. He was running too fast for his own legs. <laughs> He's an athletic guy. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, if you're okay with a pick a game. <laughs> yeah, a turnover. If you can clean sure. that up, you know. Fumble a game, yeah. Uh, the Eagles' win against the Giants was their first win when trailing by double digits in the first in the fourth quarter since 2012 against the Bucks. They had lost 36 straight entering that game. 
Uh, Carson Wentz has now overcome a double-digit deficit in each of his last three home games against the Giants. <laughs> Just has days. Okay, <laughs> this is fucked. The Falcons had a win probability as high as 98.7% uh, as per ESPN's win probability model. It was Atlanta's third loss this season with a win probability of at least 98%. The most by a team in the last 20 seasons. The rest of the NFL has four such losses combined this year. And they've got three. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that that video of Ryan telling him? Don't score. Don't <laughs> score on this play. Whatever you do, don't score. Like he's explicitly told him and then they cut away and he crossed the goal line. No. Fucking crazy. I can't believe that happened. It was fucking nuts. Uh, the Cincinnati-Cleveland game that happened uh, this past Sunday. It's the first game in NFL history with a f- with five go-ahead touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. And Tyler Lockett, we talked about him before. Wild. Third player since the 1970 merger to have a game with 15 catches, 20 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. The others, Jimmy Smith against the Ravens in 2000 and Steve Largent against the Lions in 1987. Uh, DK Metcalf's 90-yard run to catch uh, Arizona's Buda Baker topped 22.64 miles per hour. The fastest run in 2020 up to that point belonged to Raheem running man Mostert, who topped 23.09 miles per hour on his 80-yard TD run. Man, and Buda Baker's a good player, too. Oh, he's a hell... He's good, man. Yeah. He's really, really good. And man. for DK to catch him like that, DK was a man possessed. Oh, he was scary, dude. He was <laughs> oh, man, a fucking he's Terminator. Huge. Have you seen the memes? It's fucking <laughs> him. I believe that's Mr. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, sub-segment. Marty's Milestone. Oh, yeah, Gotta get into yeah, it. Yeah, Gotta yeah, get yeah. into course, it. Of course, of course. Our boy... I don't think there's a person that would say a bad thing about this guy. Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. (laughs) (laughs) He'll join Jerry Rice as the only player in NFL history with 1,400 career catches. Fitz has at least 55 catches and 725 yards in every year of his career. And he's only missed a total of six games in 17 seasons. What a legend. Six games. Legendary total. Larry the Legend. <laughs> Legendary Larry. Oh, I love the guy. <laughs> Seriously, six games in 17 years. Yeah, nuts. That's wild. Yeah, and he's got like more more tackles than he does drops. He's just yeah. a fucking phenom, man. Yeah. And uh the secondary subsegment to Dank Stats <laughs> <laughs> is the one hitter stat of the week, which we introduced last week or the week before. Uh, which has nothing, it doesn't have to do with football, but it's just a crazy stat. This one, we go to baseball again. Mookie Betts is the first player ever to win an MVP and a World Series title with two different franchises before turning the age of 30. Really? Crazy. He's a good player. He's a real good player. Real good player. I, I, I don't know why Boston traded him. Is it all salary? You follow baseball better more than I do. Oh, not that closely. I don't know. The, what baseball tra- players get traded all the time. Like that's why you can't even get like a baseball player's jersey because fucking in two years they're gone. But like, don't you have an Edwin? I have an Edwin. That uh, I don't mind that. Encarnacion. <laughs> I don't mind that. <laughs> the parrot. Encarnacion. Yeah, I have a. Just Ed- like a, I have an Edwin. <laughs> fucking JJ Arteaga Whiteside. Arteaga. <laughs> yeah. 
I what what Jays jerseys do I have? Do you have a Russ? Russell Martin? Uh, no, I don't have a Russ Martin. I have a Brett Lowry. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Randall Grichik. Yeah, no, not a Randall, <laughs> but I have a Brett Lowry and a Encarnacion. <laughs> Decent. Well, well, not bad. Did you have any Dick Stank stats? Or did you spend them all on other segments? I spent them all on other oh, segments. Oh, fucking unloaded, hey? <laughs> well, you go from your favorite segment to my favorite segment. We're going to the Gord's Grinder. Oh, and I was baby. thinking about the Grinder. And if you're a Grinder, you have no quit. You are always hustling. You're exactly. hustling. Exactly. Like our boy, Rick Ross, a.k.a. Ricky Rose, Tua Tagalog of Iowa, mentioned in his hit song, Hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling, every day and so on and so forth. Oh man, yeah, hustling. You know, grinder. It's a blue collar world out there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and the guy's got a fucking guy's got to hit the Home Depot. He's got to get a couple tools. Maybe the Makita tool bag. Maybe get a, a Milwaukee one off C Rub. Yeah, get our boy three hundred five hooking yeah, us up. Get our thr- boy three hundred five hooking us up with some brushless fucking impacts, drills, sawzall. You oh, know, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and when you hit the grinder that hard, you got three grinders. <laughs> <laughs> when you're hitting, when you're hitting the fucking the wire wheel, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the board's grinder's got to span two weeks, and um, and the funny thing about about week six is grinders. Where they were actually my grinders. <laughs> of course. Naturally. <laughs> Only yeah. fitting. Yeah, of course. And uh, Clyde Edwards Eller had a great week for Kansas City in, in week six. They played Buffalo. 26 rush attempts, 161 yards on the ground. Four receptions for eight yards. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, come on. That's a grinder, grinder day on the turf. Yeah, absolutely. Getting the kid, steps. The kid's motivated. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. You bring Lev Bell in. You don't think that's gonna wake that kid I up? I think I think both of those guys are gonna be good. I think it's gonna be Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt kind of thing. Yeah, let me learn. Let me like teach me the yes. things you know. As a as a young pup coming in, you got that bet. I know. Deadly calm. The rich get richer. Yeah. And the, the secondary grinder of week six was my boy. Keelan Fab Money Cole. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to the guy that owns uh, fucking Chenote and DJ Chark, the other, the other two options. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck. And uh, he had a day against Detroit. Had a day. Um, nine targets, six receptions, 143 yards for the kid. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Give it to him. Yeah. 18 points, standard scoring. No fun league. No fun league, that's right. <laughs> Fuck. Man, Keelan Cole, man. Mm-hmm. He's got the most funky uh, face mask in the league right now. Look it up. 
Oh. It's crazy. It's like Uni super guy. futuristic. It's like very curved. It's curved oh, all over. Oh shit. Yeah. And uh so Keelan was was a secondary grinder week six. <laughs> week seven, we got Pecky's boy, Keenan Allen, I'm pretty sure Pecky's got him. I don't know, it's your segment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Pecky's got him. Yeah. Okay, sure. Let's go. But over. anyway, I'll, I'll do your. Re- I'll. Uh... You know what? This week for the grinder, it was like you know, last week was a heavy grinder week. This week, Keenan Allen, fifteen targets, ten receptions. You should be catching the ball that much if you're getting it thrown to you. True. That many times. Yeah. And he popped off for about one twenty-five. Not bad for the kid. And uh, and yeah, I mean the grinder. You know what? It just helps everybody every now and then. You know, it's true. Week six helped me beat Johnny. Last yeah. week I who, got dummied. Who uh, own? Who is the manager of uh, Keenan Allen? Not Beckett. Johnny has Keenan Allen. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Late in the that's pod. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> working our way through. We're working our way through. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like after you put in a grind grind uh, day, you put in a good shift. You put in a good week. Absolutely. You look forward. You know, you get you get compensated for your time, your sweat, your blood, the effort, the care you put in. And as our friend Rick Ross said, our boy Ricky Rose, you want to know, like, when it's payday, where's my money? so forth <laughs> i mean that's the thing is is grinders when you're blue collar you know you got to go to the money marts and shit to cash yeah, your checks exactly. right so that's why you're your cash guy yeah, exactly right hey i'll do this this you, much cash you can't you know? decide when that electricity bill comes in no but you gotta pay it exactly you know? yeah <laughs> funny story about that where's my money track uh there was a few years in university where and Nigel and I worked at that beer warehouse. Packed, I think we talked about it on the pod. Packaging 24 packs into those backpack coolers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was our job. It was brutal. We did it for like four years. But as the years went on, we would get other people jobs. And the one year we worked there with Andy, East Van Andy. And uh, every two weeks we got paid on Friday. And we would fucking blast that song <laughs> as we were packing the 24 packs at the table. Where my money? As the guy's like walking up and handing it to us. It was so fucking good. Oh man. We did some fun shit that year. We also did Red Butt, thir- Red Butt Fridays where we'd get paid, go pick up a 12 pack of beer, and go play fucking red ass with a tennis ball. No. Yeah. We fucking university kids get fucking wrecked and playing red ass shirtless. <laughs> It was fucked. It was, you know, we're amateur, clearly. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, do you want to talk about the Fearless or should I talk about the terrible tank cast? Yeah, go to the tank cast first. Oh, no. Okay, well, uh, last week, DJ Moore uh, was my pick at wide receiver against the Chicago Bears. Um, I foolishly said that he would be held to under 60 yards, no scores. Well, daggummit, he had five catches for 93 yards. Uh, whopping 11 targets, though. Uh, and he was held out of the end zone, so at least I got that right. But nonetheless, uh, I'm a man of integrity. 
and honor. And I will add another L to my column and hang my head in shame. Uh, uh, Running back, though, I said Mark Ingram against the Philadelphia Eagles would be uh, run for under 40 yards and no scores. Um, Well, I should acknowledge that Ingram had to leave this game with a sprained ankle. (laughs) I should also acknowledge... That a win is a win is a win. Oh, man. I don't know about that. He, you can't win on injury. He exited the contest with 20 yards and five attempts. No scores. And Marty gets to add a ladle of war- lukewarm water to his ice-cold bathtub. As Drake once famously said, like a sprained ankle boy, I ain't nothing to play with. <laughs> You need to put some respect on my name because that is a W. I don't know. <laughs> I now sit with an overall record in the terrible tank cast of one and five. Oh my God, that's greasy. Sometimes life is greasy, Bubbles. Canada saw greasy-looking Canadians in parking lot on drugs. Oh, that's greasy. That's really fucking greasy. Yeah, that's greasy. Greasy. <laughs> one of five. <laughs> oh man that is greasy yeah it's a greasy play well i mean but the problem is you got a lot to keep you got a lot to keep up with yeah because i'm two and four baby <laughs> baby <laughs> two and four. another win this week i don't think you got to two wins last year the whole season <laughs> i don't think so i think so i'm starting hot boy like your bench my boy kirk cousins last week i said he would go for 280 yards two tutties actual 343 yards three tutties three interceptions and two two two-point conversions that's a win yeah that's a win yeah my second guess mr johnny smith tight end Mm -hmm. commander (laughs) I said he would go for over 85 yards and one tutty. He did not. He had one catch for 13 yards. So that brings my record to two and four. <laughs> two and four. So yeah, a win and a loss. Not bad. Two and four might as well be fucking a mile away. I, I ain't catching that. It's tough, man. I'm pulling away. I ain't catching that. Johnny Smith, though, you said how much? 80. Well, I said. You said at eight, eight points at least? Yeah. And he got like less 13. than... 13. So 1.3. He got 1.3. Join in. Whoa. How'd you find it? This is where I come to cry. Cool. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. Cool. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so who you got this week? Who you gonna who rip that I got record? this week? Yeah, let's go. Who do I got this week? Yeah. I got Mr. Leonard... Fournette. Oh, all right. I like that forecast. I, you know what? That's got some weight to it. They're playing the Giants. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Monday so night. Automatically. Yeah. There's ten. You're right upgra- off the hall. Yeah. You're upgrading every player <laughs> yeah. on Tampa. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think he's going to be a little more involved in the receiving game. So I think he's going to go for 85 on the ground. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's going for 45 through the air, but a tutty. I can see it. The Giants just traded Marcus Golden. I know. Uh, you know, they're in full 
Are they in sell mode? Are they in buy mode? Like, I can't tell. It's hard to say. One and six. And still a shot at the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Real They literally buster. could win two weeks in a row and be back. <laughs> they could be trendsetters in the NFC East if they win two in a row. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, well. My wide receiver... Fearless for the week. Brandon Ayuk. Oh, I like that. That's a great pick. How do you say that? Ayuk, yeah. You got it. So he popped off for 115 yards last week. Yeah. No Tuddy. No. And uh this week I think he's gonna be, you know, he might not get might not get the Tuddy. But I think he's going over a hundred and ten. Yeah, sure. I think so too. He's over 110, gonna, no Tuddy. He'll, he sh- if if they play it right, he takes over. He just steps into Debo Samuel's exactly. role. Exactly. He is the same player, except and maybe a little Jamichael bit bigger. Hasty playing. Oh, I'm starting Jamichael. <laughs> I'm huh. starting him in another. In well, the Flyers here's to hoping Jamichael is amazing. Like yeah. we, need him, <laughs> we need him to pop off. Or he might Jamaica us crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck. Who knows? They could go Jarek McKinnon. That backfield is just a muddy swamp pit. I know. Man. You know, is Tevin Coleman coming back? Well, and then Mostert's Mostert, out. Yeah, Mostert's out. And Jeff out. Wilson's out. Jeff Wilson's done for sure. And he had a game last I game. I know. So give that rock to Jamichael. He had something <laughs> like nine carries and like about 76 yards. Like he didn't have a bad game. The kid was, the kid was popping. He's undrafted free agent. Love it. Yeah. Let's feed him because I'm starting him. Holy fuck. I got my starting lineup in the 40 at running back. I got Chubb and Sanders on the IR. I'm starting Jamichael Hasty and Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> Man, yeah. In, Geo. The, in the Flyers League, I'm starting Jamical. <laughs> <laughs> Jamical. Radical Jamical. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, did you do both? Yeah, you're you're done. You're fearless. So yeah. let me tell you my tanks for this week. This week, I uh, I want to keep the good times rolling. I have a I'm coming off my first win of the year, so I'm saying uh, Maddie Stafford against the Indianapolis Colts at quarterback. Stanf- uh, Stafford has been great for managers for the most part this season, with only one game below 17 points. Quietly, he faces a very big, stiff test against the Colts, though. They've only given up seven touchdowns in six games this season uh, with an average of 6.6 yards per catch on uh, receiving touchdowns. Uh, in fact, they've given up the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks all year. Uh, no quarterback has over 16 fantasy points against them. So I'm saying that the good Georgia boy, Matty, will have under 220 yards passing, only one touchdown, and he's getting picked. I Ooh. almost went two picks. Ooh. If two picks happen, you know... Put a put a asterisk beside my record, you know, because I was leaning, but I was scared to do it. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah, man. fuck. And at tight end, we gotta go with somebody that's drafted in the first five six rounds. So let's go with Mark Andrews against Pittsburgh Steelers. Andrews has had two games with seventeen fantasy points this year, which is awesome, and one uh, with a decent eleven. The problem is he's also had three games where he's failed to crack three points. 2.9, 2.2, 2.1. Uh, he gets to take on a stout Steelers D who's talented at every level. 
and they've given up the seven fewest, fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and they've only given up one tight end touchdown this year. Uh, even with them coming off a bye, uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find production here, fantasy managers. I predict Andrews will be held to three receptions, under 40 yards, no scores, and book it, Robbie, in the Q- QMP. Oh, That was for you, bro. Guy wants to talk t- tight ends all the time. Always in my ear about tight ends. <laughs> yeah. And you think I would be in your ear more about tight ends. I'm, you know what, I'm off the tight end train. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on the train. Fucking right. <laughs> It's like those, uh, like those old, old timey railroad carts, where each guy is on one side pumping. Yeah, you got to pump. Them. Yeah, huncho and bathwater, <laughs> fucking tight ends. Okay, pumping up the Oregon Trail. <laughs> okay, buds and duds. Buds and duds. Do you want to hit us with the high flyers this week? I'll hit you with the flyers. Yeah, let's do I'll it. I'll hit you with the flyers. Um, we'll start at QB. Last week I jumbled it up a little bit. Don't know why. Didn't work. So, Not yeah. a big deal. It's your podcast. Um, it's our podcast. Anyway, Justin Fab Money Herbert. Oh yeah, had fucking guy. a fucking day. Yeah, fucking huge. Three hundred and forty-seven pass yards, three pass tutties, nine rush attempts, sixty-six rush yards, and a rush tutty. No picks. Perfect day. Yeah. Perfect hair. Perfect hair. Yeah. Forty-two points. Herda. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I played him. Kyler <laughs> Murray. Started him. Fuck sakes. Honorable mention. Nice. Also had an unreal game. 360 pass yards, three pass studies, one interception, 14 rush attempts, 67 rush yards, rush TD. Give I love it. I love how he did it in prime time though. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Let the world in know. In the blacks, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And honorable mention to Tom Brady who also had a hell of a game. Yeah, last game. game. Wide receiver, obviously you got to give it to my boy Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Two hundred receiving yards. Who does this guy think he is? Fucking. Who does this guy think he is? Yeah, honestly, three tutties, hat trick. Give it to him. Forty-two points, standard scoring. I played him in a fucking PPR league. He got sixty. Oh, man. <laughs> that is devastating. How do you... And I'm like, oh, man, maybe Tyler Lockett's going to play yeah. one. Yeah, 60 points. That guy might have the best uh, toe drag in the league. Oh, he's good. He... See, no matter where Russ throws it. I know. He's coming down with it, and those feet are touching. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Uh, running back, Jeff Wilson Jr. Tough to see him go. He's out. J.W. Junior. 112 rush yards, three rush studies, another Hattie, uh, two receptions for eight receiving yards. Great game, 34 points. Um, tight end, your boy, Harrison Bryant. Oh, my boy. Oh, yeah, your boy. Four receptions, 56 yards, two receiving tutties. Nobody started him. Didn't help anybody. 7% rostered, plus 7%. Yeah, great play this week, too. If you're looking for a tight end, go be. pick him up. He's great. Emergency appendectomy for uh, Austin Hooper. Yeah, He gets put in the spotlight right away. First two touchdowns to, uh, that Baker threw. Yeah, Bryant's the real deal. And I, the coaching staff, I have to say, they, they will put him in over David Njoku. Simply for the blocking. I would say so. Same, I would say same hands, 
But his blocking is fantastic. For a fourth rounder, I think we got a, a real nice player. And he'll be a player for a while. So pumped on that one. Uh, duds this week. Quarterback Cameron Newton against the San Francisco 49ers. 2.8 points. Just like a monumentally bad week for a starting quarterback that is probably started in almost every fantasy league. Yeah. Uh, nine completions, 98 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, and one benching. Ooh. Tough one. Tough he's one. coming back, though. Yeah, he's bouncing back. He's bouncing. At wide receiver, we got Chase Claypool against the Tennessee Titans. Negative 0.2 points. <laughs> FAAB was being dropped oh, on this huge. guy. The Canadian kid. 0. 0.20. Zero. <laughs> How like, did that even happen? Negative rush yards? Yeah, I mean, Mapletron, baby. Oh, tough one. What Burn. is you doing? But you kind of have to expect it, though, with Pittsburgh in this position. That's been the trend this year. One week, it's Deontay Johnson pops off. Another week, it's Claypool. Another week, it's Washington. Another week, it's Juju. They got so many weapons. A lot of mouths to feed over there. At running back, Josh Jacobs against the Tampa Bay Bucks. 3.1 points. Only 10 rushing attempts for 17 yards. No scores. Held in check. Dominant Bucks D. We've chatted about it. Let's hope the same happens this week against my against my Browns. And at tight end, uh, at tight end, there are a few <laughs> options, so let's name them all. Hunter Henry, Travis Kelsey, Noah Fant, jo- Jimmy Graham, George Kittle, and Johnny Smith. All held under six points this week. Duds. Look at that list. Hunter Henry, top sixth round draft pick. Travis Kelsey, top one or two. Jimmy Graham, maybe not drafted. No Fant, late around. George Kittle, one or two. John o. Smith, later round. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's tough to predict, man. It's a dart throw, and if you think you it's have it. It's not deep. If you think deep. you have it figured out, you don't. I just think like it would be so much more competitive and fun if you can have the option of instead of fucking putting a stupid tight end in, let me toss a wide receiver in there. Let me toss a, a deeper, like running back, yeah, the bones, the slim pickings out there on the wire, you would know. Um, <laughs> but wide receiver, you can find a gem out there. Like you look at Cole Beasley, that guy is sitting on almost every wire and he's like in the top 50, yeah. if not top 40 receivers this year, you know? So I just think there's Cole there's a lot bars. more option to have uh, point, point production, which would lead to tighter matchups. I don't know. Just... But it's the just, same for everybody. Just spitballing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's the same for everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, those are the duds of the week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to talk triple? You want to talk forty? Um. It don't matter. What do you want to hit? Oh fuck! I could. I could. I'll just do the forty. I got it right here. Okay. Uh, in the forty last week, uh, we'll start down here. The sweatpant boners. Put up 102 points, beating the Rundle Hard Hats, who only put up 81. Tough one. The Boners sit in 7th. The Hard Hats sit in 10th. A uh, fellow member of the Axehead division, the Strathcona Coronas, are rolling. Putting up 94 points, which is not, not nothing impressive, but they only had to beat uh, the region adjectives who put up 59. 
Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> Which is bad. Yeah, the Cardinals cr- team's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think my team's bad, and you know, you need to pick me up now and again so you pop over to yeah, Nigel's pop over to Nigel's <laughs> fucking team. Yeah, the uh, adjectives are in twelfth, and they the only win came against me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the Coronas are fifth. The Linwood Butt Pirates got into the win column in a tight battle against the Scoundrels, 134 to 130. East Lake still has first place, but has dropped two in a row. The Linwood Butt Pirates now sit in eighth. The Cowtown Killers put up a whopping 155 against Shane and the Downtown Degenerates, who put up 56. Oh, oh another tough week, bad. but at least he got it within 100. <laughs> <laughs> And we laughed. Is 56 the lowest score? I don't think ever, no. There was a 41. Oh, no. Andrew had that one year where he wasn't really caring. He set a lot of records. (laughs) So I think that would be him. But yeah. And and Shane still sits in second. We laugh, but fuck. I sit in ninth, and you sit in tenth, and he sits in second. So what do we know? Um, The Kitten Boys put up 87 points, beating Johnny... Or John Pop, the Croissants, the Careless Whispers, who put up 74 points. The Kitten Boys are in sixth. Careless Whispers sits in third. And the last matchup of the week was my Blazers dropping a battle against the Vices, who are in 11th place. They beat my team 124 to 90. I sit in ninth ninth place. Uh, As we talked about, Justin Herbert had a day for the Vices. Did. And the Blazers... Fielded an awful lineup. I'm not gonna lie. I was not. I was not very proud of what I put out there, but circumstance and uh, you know, a lot of things happened. I had AJ Brown leave with an injury. I had Philip Lindsay leave with an injury. Yeah, I was starting Philip Lindsay. Um, so I was, in, I was in trouble. You know, um, talking about the 40 league, the longest winning streak. Don't look now, but the feline fiend. Commissioner Goodkell has led his kitten army to three straight wins. Nice. The guy just does it all. Between raising a young family to collecting league dues, I'll send my money in soon, <laughs> to watching Kobe Fleener highlight videos on YouTube, he has managed to right the ship this season for his fantasy team, leading them to a sixth place seating at the moment. The longest losing streak. Nothing major here, but Nigel and Scott have both dropped two in a row. Scott still holds first place while Nigel sits on the opposite end of the spectrum in 12th. <laughs> um, and Johnny continues to lead the league in moves with 33. <laughs> Two weeks ago, he had 23. <laughs> Running away with the waiver wire, waiver wire Warrior title this season. But don't worry, Gord's hot on his tail. <laughs> With 28. (laughs) Two weeks ago, Gord had 17. (laughs) Five and then six drops per week? Come on. (laughs) In fact, Huncho was overheard recently at the water cooler saying that ad drops are his favorite part of the N4EL because it's the only thing he has a chance to win. Oh my god. That was 
was a 40. <laughs> oh, man. Well, <laughs> in the Flyers League, Trouser Snakes played worse, worse than the Jets. Stewie versus Graham. Yeah. Stewie's in fourth. Uh, Graham's in 12th. He still hasn't won a game. Stewie won 163 to 122. That's a pretty big, big week for the kid. Yeah. Poor Graham. Finally has a week where he puts up numbers. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Gets dusted. By the top scoring, Fucking by the top scoring team. Yeah. Uh, Nine Rivers and Counton still sits in first after beating the Bellarive Bulldogs. Uh, 152 to 127. Story of the season. Johnny Mack. Yeah, he's having. A, he's got a good team. Um, Bellarive Bulldogs sit in third. The Gluttons uh, took on Maddie's Old Town Tokes oh, and yeah. beat them 139 to 101. Yeah. The Gluttons move up into sixth, and the Tokes slide down to ninth. Middling. Middling. <laughs> River City Rough Riders had a good week against Idlewild Waps, who had a terrible week. Oh. Uh, 162 to 78. Boys are, boys are getting hard. <laughs> yeah. Getting hard for those Waps, and they oh, are yeah. having their way. Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, I was chatting with Big Dick Nick about his, about his triple F team uh, earlier, and he said... Oh, he said, I'm deba- debating selling the farm, waiting one more week to see what's happening. He said, lots of teams at three and three, so you don't know. But he said, it's nice if guys would tone it down a bit. I had 180, 130, and 160 <laughs> dropped on me in the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, man, that's strength of schedule, man. It's fucking tough. Oh, poor guy. The WAPs sit in 11th, and the Riders are in 5th. Johnny Schmiller's team beat I Pity the Fools and uh, beat him eight. And so Schmiller's team sits in eighth, Pity the Fools in tenth. Uh, Johnny with a squeaker, 108, 108 over 94, which really isn't very good for either team. No. Nah. Um, the Ramosas beat oh. the Banyas, 126 to 122. Very tight game. Um, that's a couple tight games I've won in that league, and uh, I sit in second, and the Bannies sit in seventh. And that's the triple. That's the triple, baby. Well, longest winning streak in the triple. Give credit where it's due. The Ramosas, baby. Oh, four baby. in a row. Ooh. Talk about a Jekyll and Hyde season. Oh. Forty to triple F. Gorilla. Hey man, I got the same record as you do in the fucking forty. Yeah, so. I'm not saying it's good. It's a rec- <laughs> it's a record. Yeah, but no, I'm definitely but you're doing crushing well. it in the in the triple. Yeah, five and one. Fucking the Ramosas are a wagon. Get on board. Longest losing streak. Graham, Mapletron, winless, zero and six. Moving along. Um, Mr. 305, C-Rob, and his Banyas are tied for the league lead in moves with 15. But much of this is simply due to the fact that his injury-ravaged auto-draft team is finally getting healthy. And they're pretty fucking stacked, to be honest. You look at that (laughs) roster, they're scary now. The Banyas, woo! Clickmate Clark also has 15. And I think his goal this season is having his entire bench be tight ends and it's getting closer and closer to reality as of the writing of this script clark had on his bench dallas goddard 
Zach Ertz, and Micah Jacecki, <laughs> and was starting Jonu Smith. <laughs> wow. Jacek. Fucking four tight ends. Hey. Got a hit on one, right? Yeah, I mean, I got three quarterbacks in the 40. Of course. Why not? And I'm starting Burrow this week. Yeah. One quarterback league. You need three of them. <laughs> well, that's the only good players on the wire, so I figured I'd grab them. Oh, <laughs> I got yeah. Tua, man. Should I start Tua? Why not? I got nothing to fucking lose. <laughs> oh. Actually, I have everything to lose. I don't want to do another punishment. <laughs> Dude, you loved your punishment. Yeah, it was fun. Fuck. Okay, well, we're getting uh, to the last little bit of the show, and uh, I've been tasked with story time this week, mm-hmm. and this is a bit of a bit of an embarrassing tune, but we're going to go back a few years to when I, uh, I got out of university and I took a year off. I went backpacking. So uh, at this point, I went backpacking about two and a half months in Europe uh, with Kellen for a bit, and then on my own, met up with some other friends along the way. And then met up with Stuart and did Thailand for a month. And then together we left and we did Australia for two and a half. I did two and a half, but Stu left a little bit earlier. So after Stu left, this is towards, you know, uh, month six of backpacking. I've been carrying around my toiletries kit. My stack of Q-tips has become like quite frayed. In my in my men's men's kit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so staying with a buddy uh, from Edmonton, Mark, uh, and he lived in Sydney. So I'm staying in his place. Take a shower, as is standard procedure for Marty B. I do a Q-tip after every shower. <laughs> Get that water out. Well, this time the Q-tip cotton was too loose, <laughs> and when I removed the Q-tip from my ear, the cotton stayed behind. <laughs> And I couldn't get it out. So here I am in Australia, Sydney, just got there, and I've got this fucking wad of cotton in my ear canal, and I can't get it out. I had my buddy Mark try to pull it out with tweezers, couldn't get it. Also terrified the shit out of me that he'd pull out something important that wasn't cotton. Uh, I didn't know what to do. So for a week, I couldn't go swimming because I was worried about the chlorine, <laughs> the sea salt. Man, that probably would have dissolved it. I couldn't. Bit. I couldn't fucking hear in the one year because it was blocking <laughs> yeah. it. So I ended up going to a fucking medi center, and the the doctor gave me a subscription. I had to take these pills that did just that. They dissolved the cotton in my ear, or so he said. Like I don't know. Like it might still be lodged in my fucking brain. And yeah, so after that, I fucking, that was it. Like, I just... Did it work? Well, I could regain my hearing. But like, you would get it wet and you could just hear it. Like, down your ear canal. You could hear it moving around. Why did you go get them flushed? Well, fuck, I don't know. I've got no money. I've got like, like <laughs> guess, four t-shirts yeah. to my name in a foreign country. True. He was just like, yeah, take a few of these. Oh, man, it was, it was something else. Have you ever had your ears flushed? No, never. It's fucking wild. Like and the shit, that, the shit that comes out of it is crazy, and you feel like you got superhuman hearing after. We talking like those candles that you nope. shove in your ear? It's now? like a fucking, you go to the Medi Center, and they stick like this syringe in your ear, and they pump water through it, and all the stuff comes out. It's crazy. Fuck. It's Try it. Gross. Might check it out. But yeah, so, I don't know. I don't, I don't tell that story often, because it's super embarrassing. The fucking idiot can't even Q-tip his yeah, goddamn ears. Insane. Team off the pace. Why don't you just say it? I'm the worst toy maker in the world. I'm a cotton-headed ninny-muggins. 
<laughs> I am a cotton-headed mini-mugger. <laughs> oh, man. Almost leading into the boys' Christmas hour. Or Christmas pod. <laughs> oh, three hours. Three, three hours, hours of yeah. pure fun. Five music breaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's the... so good. We're going to play it for four minutes. <laughs> the early years. Those yeah, the early, early years. years. Well, Figure boys, episode 37 was a good one. Yeah, and I think before we sign off, uh, obviously... Uh, some sad news came down earlier mm-hmm. this week in Edmonton. Um, we played La Bamba to yeah, start the episode the off. Um, and yeah, uh, legend in the city. There's no other way to say it. Joey Moss passed away. Edmonton's biggest celebrity and he never even knew it. Yeah. and I. But you know what? He had like a quality about him that was just like totally. the total hot dog, loving the spotlight kind of thing. And it was interesting this week because... Uh, we're fortunate enough uh, that Show Life Shane knew him and worked with him uh, on a daily basis. So I was chatting with Shane throughout the week, and you know he said there's a lot of stories and and videos that have come out about Joey, and they're all true. Like the guy loved loved his wrestling, he loved his his teammates because he was treated as one of the boys. Totally, you know, loved his cold cold beer. <laughs> and uh yeah it was just an absolute beauty through and through and uh shane had such nice words to say about him uh nothing but the best um and he he actually before shane signed his deal to work with the team as like a full-on full-on staff member he kind of worked behind the scenes like driving the truck and doing other things for the team and oftentimes he was tasked with driving joey home uh-huh. Uh, back to his back to his house and that lasted for about four years so she, really they had quite the relationship and uh shane was saying uh told me this one story about how joe had moved to a different fa- i think it was a facility okay um our house and he was told like basically joe was supposed to have known the area so shane drove him to this to roughly where the house was yeah thinking that joe could direct him to the place so joe says okay uh pull over right here so they get out of the car and shane walks him up to the door because he said you know new house whatever walks him up to the door ring the doorbell knock away and a couple answers the door (laughs) and joey just says hi i'm joey moss and walks right past them into their home (laughs) (laughs) and shane was like uh this isn't your house and like the couple was super welcoming and they were like well you can stay if you want like kind of thing <laughs> so anyways like you know joe is an absolute beauty and i think like shane shane said it best he said i'm just humbled to have known the guy and yeah, like my sure. memories are all with the the players and how close their relationships were and how they didn't see him as different you know and mm-hmm. i think the big thing with joe is he transcended. It wasn't just sports. It wasn't just Eskimos and Oilers fans that adored him. It was the entire city. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. A lot of Canada, you know? Yeah. It's a pretty popular guy. Yeah. And I think it was an outpouring. Like, you saw the Twitter the Twitter mentions and uh, how they came from all over the, the city. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, highly encourage you to look up the Sam Gagne Players Tribune article about Joey. Um, quite touching. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So... That's it. F yeah. 37, boys. Joey, true mm-hmm. legend. We dedicate this to you. Yeah, this spot's um, for you, buddy. And I think with all the stories coming out, we know it was a uh, a life well lived and a, uh, a life well loved. Absolutely. Well, boys, catch you next week. See ya.
I'm high.